You're what's up, y'all? It's me, good looking Lee. This is the Thank Me Later podcast. I got a, a special guest. She's here with me via phone. Uh, introduce yourself. Hey, everybody. Um, my name is Bryn. And hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh. Turn that up, man. Turn that up, Caleb. She can't hear the applause. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. I just mess it with you. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm really gullible. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> I figured if I did, if I hit the dial tone. You would freak out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, nah, I just got that, too. I would start fucking with people. Um, but, yeah, so uh, you reached out to me via Facebook, and I appreciated it. Um, you uh, you said you listened to the show. How did you end up listening to the show? Honestly, um, I have a friend of mine who is starting a podcast, and she added me to the Women of Color podcasting group on Facebook. And I think I had just come across some of your posts and I decided to check your podcast out. I was like, wow, she's awesome. Um, Thank you. Great sense of humor, funny, um, just really personable. So I really just connected with you um, and wanted to reach out to you. Oh, that's dope. Thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate it. That group uh, has put me in contact with some amazing people. Yeah. Um, Are you going to be on your friend's podcast? So I'm actually just like helping in the background right now. Um, so I don't know yet. Maybe. Yeah, it'll happen. It'll happen. <laughs> so I know you wanted to uh, talk to me. So I wanted to give you the room to uh, interview me about whatever you wanted to, to know. Okay. You got so, some questions, huh? <laughs> I, I do. I do. Yeah. What's up? Um, so I currently live in North Carolina. and Wait, can I ask where in North Carolina? Yeah, sure. Um, I live in Chapel Hill. Where's that? Right now. What's it near? So it's like Raleigh, Durham area. Um, oh, I've been there. Been there. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Um, but I am looking for a change. Um, I grew up in Rochester, New York, and I've always been obsessed with New York City, and just never got the opportunity to move there um, because we moved down here. But I always find myself coming back to that want to move to the city. And I'm kind of in that place now where I'm kind of um, reaching out to people in New York City, in Atlanta, in L.A., all these different places where I'm thinking about moving to and asking them about their experience as a creative there, um, their experience as a queer person there and things like that. So I guess with that being said... um, I just wanted to ask you a bit about that. Okay. Um, so I guess first, being a queer person in New York, uh, I always tell people I don't think that being anything other than a straight person is accepted in New York. I think it's tolerated. Um, I, it doesn't mm-hmm. to me. It doesn't really matter how many like parades and flags you've flown around like. You actually, you actually have to, with acceptance, you have to care and, you know, start to respect these people. And, you know, I get it a lot from, like, straight men when they get angry. First thing really? they go to is my sexuality. Like, oh, you fuck out of here, you dyke bitch. And I just be like, your baby moms is in love with me. Like, you're an <laughs> idiot. Like, your baby mom loves me. So, you know, thank right. God I have confidence. But I always tell people that, you know, it's not something that... 
it's truly accepted. It's it's more just tolerated. And like for Pride Month, like my birthday is Pride Weekend every year. And and wow. in June you start seeing every company start putting up their flags and stuff. These companies don't give a shit about gay people. Oh yeah. my gosh, yeah. that is something it, I I talk about all the time. It, they don't it, care. Oh Navy don't give a me. shit about gay people. They just right. want you to buy the shirt that say Love is Love. Exactly. That's all. Exactly. That is. So it's like for me. I just make it my business to make sure I'm good within myself. Like, can't nobody right. really fuck me up. Like, you really have to come really hard. Like, like I, I had somebody on Twitter refer to me as it, and I know some people are cool with that, but I'm I'm a woman and I'm okay with it. And I was like, if this is supposed to hurt my feelings, you got to come so much harder than this. Like, this is this is childish. <laughs> like, now I got to end you, right. and you didn't even get to hurt me. So you know, for me, it's 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 more self thing like I made sure I was good within myself so can't nobody hurt my feelings um as far as being a creative in New York it's tough because uh New York is the mecca where everybody feels like I gotta be and when you're born (laughs) here and you live here for so long it's like I want to get out so I struggle with that a lot I went to school in North Carolina and and, uh Laurenburg I went to St. Andrews I went to uh I also went to school outside of Syracuse and Herkimer like I make it my business to get out of New York often uh move to England um but for me it, it it helps me knock down these creative blocks. Like, I moved to England right before I found the show, and or rather, the show found me. Uh, but mm-hmm. I had to go. Like, I had to go. Nothing, nothing was flowing for me in New York, and now everything is flowing for me. So you know, you just got to make sure. You know, I understand wanting to get out of where you at, and I encourage it. Make make the move. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm all for being uncomfortable. And, and taking leaps that other people would say are insane. I'm all for it. Just make sure, you know, you don't get caught up and get too comfy. Like, I I knew I knew that coming back to New York, I was, I was able, it was easier for me to get back into that routine of just going to work and going to bed and not doing anything to help me get to where I wanted to be. So I made it my business to remove myself from situations every time I got too comfortable, um, when I got back from England, I, I immediately got a job, and I was, like, two weeks in, and then I just got mad comfy, and my boss noticed, like, yo, you're not working as hard as you used to. I'm like, I don't even want to be here. Are you crazy? And then once I got real comfy, I just quit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm, right. I guess I don't I don't know if I encourage something like that because I know that it's a leap. You still have to be financially ready to uh, fund your dreams. Um, however, you know, I can't speak for nobody else, but for me, I always had something else. I quit that job and I had another one right across the street from that job. And then when I got comfy there, I quit there and then another one came, you know what I'm saying? Like, just keep moving, Mm -hmm. just keep moving. But I don't think that you sitting in the same place and wondering, you know, how or what if, I don't think that that's going to get you anywhere. I think you should, uh, should go ahead and do it. That is really good advice. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> thank you i wasn't sure if i gave good advice but now i am yeah like <laughs> that was great <laughs> um because i've never heard that perspective before like just as soon as you get comfortable just go somewhere else i mean yeah. that's honestly a really good way to look at things because i just feel like if you get comfy we know that comfort doesn't breed anything different so right what what is it, what's the sense of sitting in that for too long like sit in it as long as you need to to get what you need to get out of there, whether it be financial, whether it be, like, networking, get to who you need to get to and go. Like, I used to work at the Museum of Sex, and uh, it was a very trash job, but I met who I needed to meet. I met who I needed to meet, and once I was done soaking up all of that, 
I just started being my true self. My true self is not meant to work for anybody. And I just, I remember like I would be on the clock and I would just walk out and go to the 7-Eleven across the street. And then we just decided it's time for us to break up. I don't want to be here. Y'all don't want me here. Let's just do it. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So comfort doesn't breed anything but comfort. Like, And it just, it's its not what, I know it's not what I needed to, to, to blossom. So I had to get out of there. And that's just like that with every job. I, I just always leave them. And I know everybody telling me I'm crazy. Like, you shouldn't do that. You know, you got to got to sit in there and build your, your network so that way you can build your net worth. And I respect that. And I think that that's a great point. I just also think that what I feel inside is is very important and I need to act on that because at the end of the day, nobody lays with me but me. Nobody's in my head but me. So it's just certain things that I have to do for me and leaving comfortable spaces is one of them. Right. So, like, because you, um, I guess jump around so much um based on how you feel are you big on like setting goals before like you go into a new space um honestly I'm into that now I wasn't okay <laughs> I wasn't like I mean I guess I did have small goals like when I got the job at the museum it was like I was I was a photographer so it was like I need to meet who I need to meet to put my stuff in here and I met that person and we actually talked about it but then you I realized like that isn't where I want, will want my work I've seen how people treat that stuff and then um, when I went to England, the goal was to, like, become my own boss and basically pop out, out there. And, I mean, that didn't quite happen, but it broke down a mental barrier for me. And I came back to New York and I popped. So I make these small goals. I just think that, for me, giving up certain certain parts of the goal to understand the bigger picture worked better. So what I mean by that is I went to England to like make a name for myself and become the person that I am now. But once I let go of the fact that I wanted it to happen in England and just said, you know what, I just want to make a name for myself and become the person that I'm supposed to be, it happened. So it's like the location was off, but the goal was what, what it was, and it still manifested. You know what I'm saying? So there's right. just small things that I had to tweak. So it was like, okay, I have to go back to New York. So maybe right now, it was either right now I don't make a name for myself or I make a name for myself but not in England. And I just chose to make a name for myself, just not in England. And right. that was what it was. So I just think, you know, the goal always should be fine-tuned. Like, And I always tell people, visit, visit your why often. Because for me, sometimes I forget why I'm doing it. And it gets really hard mentally – and then I'm like, yo, I'm not a quitter, but damn, like I'm really tired of having to just fight people just to give me a chance. I actually just said that yesterday on Twitter, and then like two hours later, I had found out that people listened to me in South Africa. So it was wow. like, yeah, so it was like, yo, I was <laughs> just sitting here drained, like drained, not knowing what else to do. And, you know, right. the universe and God gave me another reason to keep going. Like, I don't know how. But the how will come. I always say that. The how will come. I just know right. I have to keep going. I know I can't stop. So just keep keep fine-tuning the goal. Because sometimes when you when you fine-tune often, sometimes you realize goals that you set for yourself a year ago, you don't even want that. So right. I, just, I just make sure to just check in with me very often. Very true. Um. Oh, congrats on Thank you. getting listeners in South Africa, by the way. That's yeah, that's amazing. crazy. Because I've been saying I wanted to go anyway. And right. it's like, 
no matter how big or small the opening, I'm going. Yes, please go. Mm-hmm. Like I've had friends um, at UN. Well, I went to UNC Chapel Hill. Oh, that's um, dope. Yeah. Hell thank you. yeah, that's fire. <laughs> I tried to go to a party there, but uh, my white friends was like, I don't think you want to do that because you're going to get us in trouble. And I was like, that's a good point because I was very staticky back then. I was very, very uh, confrontational. And, you know, it wouldn't have oh, ended well. Maybe not. Chapel Hill's yeah, kind of... because they real, they real arrogant. <laughs> they arrogant because they go to Chapel Hill. And I'm just like, I don't care where you go. Right. I'm, I'm from Brooklyn. You're not going to talk to me any kind of way. And <laughs> yeah, I, they're not... They, they, they just didn't rub me the right way to begin with. And I just really wanted to go just to show them I do what I want. And my friends was like, that's not that's not okay, Lee. <laughs> I totally understand. Mm-hmm. I don't think people around here are used to um, New Yorkers. Honestly, yeah, but it's weird because they love us when when right. we're cool with them. It's like, oh, you from New York? Like that's amazing. And then as soon as you say something they don't agree with, it's like, oh, fuck out of here. New Yorkers think they know everything, and I'm just like, exactly. I'm just like, but exactly. we was mad cool when when you thought that I agreed right. with you on everything. Ex- that's exactly, that's so true. It's weird. I've been I've been so many places that I'm just like, if there's anything I know, I know people are weird, and it's okay because I know some people think I'm weird, and I respect it. Weird ain't always bad. But when it's I realized not. that, I was just like, oh, yeah, different, different. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to ask you, like, why London? Was that just like a spontaneous thing or? Uh, to a certain extent, yes. Um, my family's from there. So, really? Yeah. So I still have family there. So Are you it was Caribbean? Just, yeah. So it was just like, like my mom was born in England. Same. Oh, that's dope. Where where what? in England was your mom born? Um, outside of London. Yeah, my mom too. My mom was born in Kensington. Wow. Yeah. Are you Jamaican? You know, I get that a lot. Uh, my grandmother has Jamaican in her, but I'm not. Which Jamaican. island? I don't. You know, I don't know. I don't. Wow. <laughs> I've never even. Okay. I've never even met. Like, I've never met my grandparents, so really? I don't know. Yeah, but I know. I know my grandma had a uh, Jamaican in her. Very cool. Yeah. Either. Yeah, my grandmother had Jamaican in her. I think her dad, I don't know if it was her dad or her mom, but I need, I, I didn't meet either one, so I don't really know. So that's why I don't never get that deep. But I know. Okay. Yeah, but I know like in England when I went to go pick up my mom's birth certificate, she was registered in the Greenwich Village area of London. Okay, yeah. very cool. Yeah, so it's weird. I don't know. I don't know because I know in, in England when you have a kid, you have to take them to go get registered for a birth certificate. So I don't even know on the map how it looks if Kensington is technically in London. I don't know, but I know Greenwich is in London, so my mom's birth certificate was there. Um, yeah, yeah. So I went there, right, because I hadn't been since I was a kid, and mm-hmm. I just was so over New York, and I appreciate the culture in London, even having never been before that move. And I just was like, I got family there, so it's not like, you know, I'll be totally on my own. I still will have somebody to talk to. But it's far enough and different enough that I got to be able to shake this creative block. So I went and it was everything I ever expected. And I think, and then some. Wow. Yeah, I think it was was even more than I expected. And I, I love it. Like, I'm about to be back there in August. Yeah, I loved London. And then... I just was like, I knew. Like, I don't know. It was something inside of me that I was just like, yo, go. And then before I left, my cousins from England came to visit New York. And I don't think either they had never been here or 
they hadn't been in years, but I don't I don't remember ever seeing them in New York. And they was just like, Oh, you should come, you should definitely do it. It'll be amazing. And they weren't wrong. It was amazing. <laughs> it really was amazing. And so I just I knew, like I just knew I made the right decision. And even now, like there's talks of going back. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Man. London, so, I love it. What did you what is there anything specific that you loved about it? Is there anything specific? Um, I think the whole culture in in London specifically is amazing. It's not too far off from New York. They speak okay. English. Um, the, right. As far as fashion, it's different. Like I, I've been online to get inside a club. Wait, let me specify this because I don't wait for nothing. Um, there was <laughs> there was a small line because. They were letting people out and letting people in. So I wasn't camping out for no club because fuck that. But I was <laughs> online and uh, I was on the tube before I got back to where I was going. And I saw this guy. He had on these nice-ass Air Max. And that's another thing. I'm big in sneakers. Some some colorways mm-hmm. only come out in Europe. So I was like, this is perfect. Oh. Yeah, some colorways only are, like, European exclusive. So I was like, this is perfect. And then if they do come out in America, it's months later. So... I was like, instead of getting my stuff sent to my cousin and or having it sent to America and paying that extra $30, I could just get it sent there, and then I'll just go pick it up. Like, there was always talks of, like, just going to London for, like, three days just to pick up all the stuff that I had shopped for online. And I was like, fuck it, I'm going. I'm going to move. So I was on the tube, and I saw his, these Air Max on this guy, and I was like, those are fire. And the way he just were wearing, like, was wearing them was cool because it wasn't, it wasn't really a New York thing. Like, New Yorkers, you know, we don't really like to be... Our shirts can't be too wrinkled or our pants. Mm-hmm. I know that, like we're very just self conscious, and the freedom in the fashion out there was just so appealing to me. Like he didn't care. He looked nice. Shirt was wrinkled, of course, but he he didn't care. <laughs> then I saw the same guy online at the club, and he started talking to me. And he was like, "Yo, you from America, huh?" I'm like, "Yeah." And he was like, "Yo, like I love America." I'm like, "Oh, you been?" He was like, "Nah, like you know, I just I'll pay attention to the same thing, sneakers, fashion, and." He was just like, I love it. And I was like, yo, that's how I felt about London. And I know I'm in the right place because I still feel that way being here. And and just like the 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 food, like the food, right? Fast food in New York, it's it's obviously fast food. So, you know, it's not good for you. But fast food is just that. It's fast food. Wendy's is right. like the best. To me, Wendy's is the better fast food option compared to Burger King and McDonald's. But it's still oh, yeah. fast food. But like out there, it's like fast food is like a restaurant, like it's like it's something different. What? Like McDonald's employees love making fast food. It's different. It's That's diff- interesting. Yeah, like the food is is different. Um, I went to my first vegan bakery out there. Um, it's just like wow. I mean, I, I guess I I met a few pricks, but it's just the love. Like I don't I don't even know if I can really put that into words. Just the way yeah. I felt. Yeah, I just felt so so welcomed. I felt so comfortable. It was like. It's different, but it's not too different. You know what I'm saying? It was it was a certain level of just um, being able to... There's a certain level of comfort knowing that my phone is on airplane mode because I didn't pay to get that uh, that SIM card to use it out there. So it's like, y'all can only talk to me when I'm on the oh, Wi-Fi. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, I just have to be left alone with my thoughts and just go through my thoughts and situate what can stay and what can't. I don't, I don't, I don't even know, but I knew that I was in the right place. And I, I think I've been chasing that feeling since I got back. Wow. That's powerful. Like, you knowing that this is where you're supposed to be, like, that's really yeah, it cool. Was like, it was a feeling, man. I, I couldn't, 
I'm finding the same problem now that I had when people asked me before, why you want to move? Like, I couldn't really articulate it too well. It's just like, yo, I feel it. Like, I feel it, and I'm going to run with it. Like, Right. And I know that that's not always a good thing, I guess. That's what people say. But it was something that it was too strong for me to have, like, not paid attention to. And then, you know what? Four years before I moved to England, um, I was – I had dropped out of school in North Carolina and I was still playing club lacrosse. And I just told my sister, I said, yo, I think I want to move to England and play for the uh, the England lacrosse team. And she was like, yo, you should do it. Like, I would go with you. And I emailed them and they told me, like, you know, you have to graduate in America. You have to have your degree to come play here. But we would love for you to play. We just need you to finish. So I said, all right. And then in my head, I just checked out. I was just I'm not going back to school. I ended up going back and... Uh, I graduated and then like in the midst of me graduating my sister had passed and then it was like damn son like we had so many things that we wanted to do and fast forward four years later I just sent another email and I'm just like yo I graduated like is there any way and then they was like yo you could come play and you could coach and I just was like that's amazing you know what I'm saying like, like even now I still get like offers to coach in England it's just like I have so much going on now with the show and like my everyday life but I just I knew I had made the right decision because it was just like everything was aligning properly. And I just right. felt so much more closer to my mom being there. So it was just like, this is for me. So, yeah, I so can't wait to go back. Still lives over there. No, nah, my mom passed away, but my family lives oh, over there. I'm sorry about that. No, nah, you cool. Thank you. You didn't know. But uh, <laughs> I just felt closer to my mom. Like, like I'm from the projects and my mom had got sick before she passed. So. Um, in the being in the projects, cause like I live in a house now, but being in the projects, like I still have the old apartment. Just going back there, I just feel differently. I just feel closer to my mom. That feeling intensified when I got to England. Wow. Yeah, it was just so crazy. So I don't know. I think I think it was just it was just meant for me to go over there and and clear my head and get it together. And that's exactly what I did. Cause I've been good ever since I got back. I just can't wait to get back to London. I'll be back there in August. Oh, August, nice. <laughs> so your your mom's from from England. Have you been? I haven't, unfortunately. I would encourage you to go. I need to. Like, I really want to. Um, I still got family over there too. Um, see, that that's a sign. Look, you you got some some people to go check out. You're right. Um, you're I, right. I you <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not the one to talk to if you're not really trying to. You should do it. Like, <laughs> you should go. Um, I would definitely encourage that. And I would tell you now, um, make sure when you go, I'm already put that out there for you. When you go, just book your ticket a few months in advance. Like I booked my August ticket last year in September and I only paid like five. I think it was 500 even. And um, Really? Yeah. And my cousins, they had checked to go like closer to, to the date and it was like $1,000. So, yeah, be very careful with that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. England's expensive. Yeah, it's not no joke. So, how did the prices compare um, in London to New York City? Like since you said that, um, so the only time I ever really did the whole conversion was when I was buying like like high fashion stuff. So, okay, so it's so it's cheaper there because the tax is included in the price, but living mm-hmm. there is if not, it's probably like. A few hundred dollars off of living in New York, but uh, really, yeah. But their money holds more weight than ours, cause like when I would convert a large sum of money, American money, it would be lesser. Like if I converted five hundred American dollars, it would be like three hundred pound. 
Okay. Yeah, so it's just that and like, you know, just make sure you you can situate yourself. And and I don't know. And a lot of people, even my family was like, yo, you know, maybe you should wait, you know, and save up a little bit more. And I'm just like, yo, if there's ever time I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it now. Like, I'm just not going to wait. Like, I'd rather go and fall flat on my ass than to not go and wonder what I could have done if I went. Right. And, and that's exactly what happened. I went, I took the, the lessons that I needed to take, and I'm just glad I did it. I would do it again. I am going to do it again, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am. So... That's amazing. Where do you have you always had this like go getter type attitude or is that something that you've developed over time? Um, I was always like this, I believe. Yeah, I was always like this. I was always the one that like if everybody's saying that the sky is blue, I'm going to say that shit is red just to see what emotion <laughs> I can spark in somebody. Like I always love to spark emotion and make people feel. But, um, you know, really that's just that's just me trying to make a name outside of my family name because like my mom always made sure I was good, made sure the whole family was good. Even people who weren't related to my mom, my mom took them in and made sure, you know, they was good. And I watched that coming from like a three bedroom in the projects with like ten to twelve people inside of these bedrooms. It was like I really didn't know that we were poor until my mom passed. And then it was like, what the fuck? Like, what's happening? Because then, you know, my cousins stepped in and my aunt. And it was like, you know, you're not going to be getting all these Jordans before they come out. And I'm like, this is my life. Like, what are you talking about? Like, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, you know, we have to reallocate these these expenses. And I'm like, what are you saying? But it was the small things. And then, like, I never wanted to live in anybody's shadow. My sister was like, out of high school, every college was like scouting her for basketball so that sparked like the the interest in sports it was like yo i'm not about to be like your shadow but like she <laughs> right. always knew I, I wanted to be her like i never wanted to be anybody in my life but my sister so it was like i gotta make a name for myself so then like my uncle in england he has a soccer school he, he actually played for uh, the portugal team so like wow. it's like yeah like being around like going to england it's like he's a big deal people trust this man with their kids because they watched him play for these teams so it's like damn like that's another walker like and then i have like relatives in in the the acting industry and like they're doing big things amazing things with people who i'm watching on tv and i'm just like yo that is insane like you're you're cool with somebody i'm related to so it was like everybody in my family you know that puts their mind to it they are excelling in their lanes and i just from young I never wanted to be a shadow. I, I don't know what it was in me. From young, I just always wanted to lead the pack. And um, I knew that my environment, from, from very young, I knew that my environment wasn't where I was supposed to end up. So, like, being in the projects, my mom wanted to shelter me from a lot of things. Like, I'm from Marcy when, when drugs were, like, insane. When you could just open up your door and in the hallway there's, like, like a druggie on the stairs and stuff. And my mom wow. didn't want that for me. And I just, I don't know. Like, I just, we we clicked on that specific point. Like, I knew from young, I'm going to make it out of here. Like, I'm going to be the reason that people know you don't have to be a product of your environment. And then Jay-Z is from Marcy. So it was like, you know, can I do it? I think I can because he's from here. 
You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, so I don't know. It just was people around me. And then I, my mom had the most insane work ethic that I'd ever seen. And it just subconsciously was just like embedded in me because like anybody who knows me knows like it's been times where I've worked. Like when I got back from England, I actually worked three jobs. Like I was working in Soho and I worked at the Clark store and I would work there, let's say from 12 to nine. And then I would work up the block at the Adidas store from 10 to seven in the morning and then i would go home shower uh wake up at 12 and i was working at all saints which is like so like all three jobs were like two three blocks apart but it took a toll like i was sleeping in the break room i was like like i wouldn't leave like if i got off of clark's at five i would just sleep from five to 9 30 in the break room and people was like yo you insane like go home and i'm like nah i gotta go to work tonight and it was like yo why are you doing this like are you good? And it's just like, yeah. And sometimes, like, one time I had to go to the hospital for exhaustion. But it was just like, I want to make sure that I'm I'm set because I know that I'm leaving all three of these places. And I want to make sure I'm good because I have a, a higher calling. So it's just, you know, just being able to sacrifice certain things and, and just lock in because you know that you have a vision. That's really something that I could say, you know, it was in me. But my mother brought that out. Cause, wow. Yeah, because from young, I didn't like I sold pencils and notebooks and stuff to keep money in my pocket, but I didn't know that 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 was something that my mom had pulled out of me because I just figured, you know, maybe maybe I'm just trying to keep up. And then looking back, being old enough to old enough to assess the situation, I watched my mother go ham with these jobs. Like my mother was a nurse, then she worked at my school. At first, she was volunteering. And then, you know, she started working it. And then, like, I was in dance school when I was a kid. She made sure that I was there every week. She made sure she helped them with whatever she, they needed. At one point, my school had a, they had money problems. My mother paid the bill to turn the electricity on in my school. And what? Yeah, like, and it's crazy because that same school kicked me out. You know what I'm saying? So it just was like, wow. yeah, I was like, yo, y'all are nuts. Like, but I knew, I knew that, like, yo, I got it. Like, I got it in me. Like, a lot of people I'm cool with tell me, like, I couldn't do that. And I'm just like, I don't know what I would do if I wasn't. Like, if I wasn't working three jobs and making sure I was financially set, then what? Like, what, I'm going to work one job and, and, and starve? Because I got to pay bills still. I got to live. You know what I'm saying? I got to get around. What I'm going to do? You know what I'm saying? So I I could give that to a, a small part to me, but most of it to watching my mother. That's wow. That's that's wild. That's amazing. Yeah, like I don't, I don't know, I don't know what was going on. My mom's was crazy, and then like we lived in the projects, and dogs are expensive. Like my mom's bought me two chihuahuas when I was a kid. I was probably like eight. Them joints was like a thousand a pop, and then they right. had kids, and she gave them away. She didn't sell them. She gave them away. Like I really didn't know that money was so scarce until my mom's passed. Like. I didn't know. Like, she was doing stuff because she loved helping and she loved other people. Not because, you know, she wanted to, to flip a dollar or none of that. Because I see I see people breed their dogs. I was giving away $1,000 dogs. Just giving them away. Wow. Yeah, that's that's caring. Yeah, she cared like, a lot. <laughs> I can tell. Wow. So, I feel like... You're, I've never heard this type of experience, um, like in the projects before. I think that the majority of what I've heard is very negative. Um, do you think that, um, stories like yours are more common than people think? Uh, 
That's a great question. I don't think I've ever thought about that. Um, I think now, yes. Because not everybody is built to be a drug dealer or a rapper or a basketball player. Like, I, right. tried, to, I tried to force my way into to the basketball lane, but it just wasn't for me. I was, I was meant to play lacrosse. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's it's more it's more common now because people are starting to see, like, I don't have to do this. Even the gangsters want to chill. Like, I don't wow. have to do this. And for me... That's what I struggled with a lot because I was like, I got to be hard. Like, I got to be a thug. I got to go out my way to show people they can't disrespect me. And it worked for a while. But then on the inside, it was like, I don't want to be this way. Like, I didn't want to to start wilding out once I started getting outside. Like, I in high school, I was known for fighting. People knew, like, you know, she's just not going to take that. And to a certain extent, I had to be that way because people, you know, when especially when they see you in nice things and, you don't really come outside, and then when you do go outside, it's like you always going somewhere. Like, I was really only outside to either get to school, come back, or to head to the airport. Like, my mom used to fly me to Portugal every summer, so I really wasn't around. So it was just wow. like I was just yeah. sleeping in the projects. Really, it always just felt like, oh, I just sleep here. You know what I'm saying? So then, mm-hmm. you know, people start to feel like you're an easy target. So it was always like I was always taught to hold my own. And and, and I have siblings. Like, my older brother and my older sister – they never took that from nobody. So I'm like, you know, if it's if it's something that I could take from them, you're not going to bully me. A lot of times I used to let it slide. You know what I'm saying? I used to let these little kids get on me. And then I just started realizing, like, I could really, I got a mouth. Like, I could really change a situation just by talking. So then it started, like, people would try to bully me, and I just used to roast them. Like, I just always had that ammo just to crack jokes because my brother and my sister used to roast me. Like, I remember I was, like, seven, and they was like, yo, your teeth look like you chew rocks. And I was losing my teeth, so it kind of hurt. But everybody in the house had laughed at me. So I was like, what the fuck are y'all laughing at? This shit ain't funny. But, you know, it was. like, And then, like, I remember, like, Marcy Day, my brother had one, or he bought this, like, Scooby-Doo hammer. It was, like, one of those soft little play hammers. And I mm-hmm. took it outside, and me and my brother used to hate each other. And he took it from me, and he hit me in the head with it, and his friends started laughing. I'm just like, I hate all of y'all. But it, it, it toughened me up because it's like right. my brother and my sister gave me all the shit you could give somebody. So y'all can't really hurt my feelings. Like like my brother and my sister used to be like, yo, look at me. And they'd be like, yo, you really got a lazy eye. Like, who you looking at? I'm like, yo, chill. That's not funny. Now, when I'm hosting events and shit, I always tell people, like, chill with the flash. Make sure I'm ready. Because if, if you catch me with my lazy eye acting up, then what? Then you're going to put it on the internet, and then I'm going to have to spam your account and report it for bullying. You know what I'm saying? Because that shit ain't <laughs> right. right. So it's like, exactly. I, I was raised to be tough. So it was just like, once I started, like, roasting people, some people would still try me. And then it was like, all right, cool. Just so you know, I can fight. Then I started fighting. And then it didn't stop. It was just like I was going ham. Like, what? What you said? And then, you know, my mom passed when I was 16. So that right there, everybody was, your mama, your mama. And I'm like, I'm not playing with y'all. I don't crack your mama jokes for a reason. Like, don't do that. And a lot of people would still do it. And then they would just be like, now I got to beat you up. And then it got to the point where it was like, I'm harboring all this anger and this, this hate. And for what? Like, everybody loses somebody. You know, I hated that it had to be me. But I what I, I don't. I don't know if I would have, I don't know if I would have, uh, I don't know if I would have learned the things that I learned if it wasn't me. 
know what I'm saying? Because people try to right. teach you things from their experience. And I'm stubborn, so it's like if a, if a fire is hot, I gotta get burned. My teacher tried. My my teacher, my sister tried to teach me a lot of things, but it was like I gotta go through it because I just wasn't hearing her. I wasn't feeling it until I went through it. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, oh, this is what she's talking about. So you know, it had to happen to me. I was I was just the one that was strong enough to handle it. So it was just like once I let all that anger go, it was a beautiful thing. But I had to go through the dark times. My dark times lasted years. Like, I'm I'm maybe two years into the light. My dark times lasted years, but I don't really, I don't know how I was living any other way. Like, I'm not angry. I'm not about to sit here and fight nobody. I'm getting too old for that shit. I'm too pretty. My skin is clear. Y'all bitches just want to scratch. I'm okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm okay. But it, it, it really, to me, it's a lot more people that feel how I felt. It's a lot more people. Because... It's a lot. Pe- it's a lot of people that's living in the projects because it's affordable. You know what I'm saying? So it's right. like they not there for all of that other shit, all of that, all of that dumb shit, selling drugs and all of that. They not there for that. They really want to be fucking astronauts and and doctors and shit. But you know they can't help what they can afford or or what they right. come from. So I absolutely believe that there's more people like me, and that's why I go so hard because I want the people who who are just like me to know. There are ways, you know what I'm saying? Like, it can be done. You know what I mean? You don't have to let your environment suck you in. Because I, I felt that way for years. I remember I wanted to rap. I started writing poetry. Then I was like, I'm a rap. Like, I don't belong rapping. That's just not for me. But I was forcing it. Like, right. forcing it. Because I was like, y'all, I got to get out of here. Like, I just got to get out. And at, for every year I was down and I thought that I couldn't, I've been doing you know what I'm saying? For every for every no, I done made it a yes. So it's just like I know people feel that way, and that's why I always tell people, you know, don't let nobody on the outside dictate what you have to, to be or do because you got to lay with that. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no problem, no problem. Like, going back to what you said about um, you coming out of a dark time, like, I feel like personally that's what i'm coming out of right now i've been dealing with depression anxiety and all that for years like probably half my life now um but how did you bring yourself out of that that dark place and like get rid of that anger i guess i think that's something a lot of people struggle with including myself like just letting go it's it's very hard to do when you just feel so hurt by I don't know, a person or the world, like, how did it work for you? Um, that's a, that's, you got good questions, man. Um, real quick, Caleb, I think my next guest is at the door. You can let him in. Thank you. Um, how did I do it? So for me personally, it wasn't like a mission. You know how people intentionally bring themselves out of depression? I never did that. It wasn't intentional at all. It just got to the point where, I had done everything else. I had lived with anger. I had lived with hurt. I'd lived with pain. I let it change me. I let it make me believe that nobody is down for you and fuck everybody. And, you know, just stay to yourself. And then I assessed it. Where has that gotten me? And am I happy with where it's gotten me? And I wasn't. So it was like, let's try something else. That's all it really was. And then, you know, people are attracted to the light. And 
for the light that people were attracted in within me, I was attracted to other people for the same light. But it was just like I noticed assessing my past situations. You suck like you as in me. Like I noticed that I was sucking the light out of everybody I had come in contact with. Why? Why am I like that? Like, but it was like I needed, and I felt like you had something to spare. But that's not always good neither. Like y'all supposed to be mutually beneficial when you guys decide to come into people's lives, whether it be friends, relationships, family members. And I re- I just right. realized, like, I don't know what I'm bringing to the table. So why would these people stick around? So if I don't even know what I have to offer, offer what do they think about me? And it was just one of those things where it's like I tried everything else. Let's just try something else. Let's just try, you know, changing the way we act. I know it's supposed to start from within and then it shines without. I actually started with just changing the way I act. And I started changing the way I act because I started putting myself in positions that made me feel good. Like mm-hmm. I'm always I'm always telling people, just do what makes you feel good. Once I started doing what made me feel good, I started changing the way I acted. So in my head at the time, it was like, just change the way you act and you'll be fine. But what was really happening was it was coming from inside. It was just like, I feel better so I can respond better to different situations. That's really all it was. That's why I always tell people, chase the happiness. Like, don't even chase it because it's in you, but just sit in that happiness. Make sure you're doing things that make you feel good because then you can be good to other people. Like I always say, when you when you get dressed or when you're going to play a game, when you're about to, you know, suit up and start the game, you got to look good, feel good, do good. I told my college coach that, mm-hmm. like, stop getting us these trash-ass uniforms. I got to look good, feel good, <laughs> and do good. Like, I'm not wearing this Right. Shit. Yeah. But it, it, that's really what it was. I just, I was like, nah, I want to do something that makes me happy. Like, I'm tired of being part-time happy. Like, when I started just kicking depression and, and, and not letting it fuck with me two years ago, maybe, two and a half, um, it started when I was a photographer. I just was like, I just want to take pictures. So I just started putting myself in positions to take pictures. I just want to take pictures. That's it. Just let me take pictures. And I realized, like, I just felt good. And by doing that, I was happier. And then opportunities were coming in, and those opportunities made me feel even happier. And it was like there's no limit on on happiness. And then I kept that with me. I just kept that feeling. Even when I had to just put my head down and just go to work and, and suck it up and get another job, I just remembered what that felt like being on set or or you know um taking pictures I remembered that feeling I kept it with me and it was like you know it's gonna come back I'm doing all of this just to get it back and then it just the scale got larger and then I found the show I started podcasting and it was like every time I'm in here I feel that feeling this is something like I didn't I still I still don't know but I kind of know, but I still don't know how, how much the show is helping other people because it started as a form of therapy for me. It was just right. like I didn't want to feel and sit in what I was feeling at the time because it wasn't good. So I'm going to change that. So that's why I was mad excited when you had hit me because I'm like, yo, this is insane. Like, I'm I'm just trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> right. yeah, that's all it was. I just decided I'm going to just do stuff that makes me happy. And, and with that, I became strong enough emotionally and mentally and even physically to fight the fight off depression. Like, it's not something that is just completely in the past. It's still, it still catches me sometimes. But instead of catching me for a whole four years, 
it's like four minutes and then it's like i can't do this i'm a happy person like i'm naturally a happy person anyway so it's like i can't do this like uh four years ago my sister passed away the last four years i'm not really sure what was going on like it just is dark like i just wasn't I wasn't this person. Like I couldn't sit here and do this show four years ago because I didn't want to be around nobody. I just, I just wanted to willow in my pain. So mm-hmm. now it's like, it's not that it's something that I forgot. That's a pain that I'll never forget. But I know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I know that this is what my sister is happy with. Like I'm not like I always wanted to be like in the NBA. I wanted to be the first girl in the NBA. Some love and basketball shit. But I wanted to be that before I ever saw the movie. Let's to be to yeah. be clear. I wanted to be the first woman in the NBA before I saw the movie because I know that they don't let girls play. Girls sports is watered down. I always just wanted to play. And I thought like I was letting my sister down not being in the NBA. And my sister was one of my biggest fans, even playing lacrosse. So it just was like, you know what? I gotta get me right because one thing I could always say about my sister, I never I never can remember a time where even if she was going through something, she didn't just, you know what, I'm going to thug it out. I'm going to be all right. So it was like, you know what, you're going to be good. Just shake all of this dark stuff. And I just feel better. I started losing weight. My skin cleared up. Like It, it, it triggered something in you that it's just unexplainable. It's, it's, the, type of, it's the type of love and and and. I don't, I don't know, love, patience, and happiness that that you hear people talk about on TV. Like, like now right. I'm, I'm good. That is just beautiful. I'm, <laughs> I'm so inspired right now. Thank you. Thank you. Because sometimes, you know, I feel like, I feel like, you know, a small fish. But, you know, people like small- you. Yeah, I do. I do. I can't lie. But people like you really? and, and everybody who listens to the show, you know, you guys remind me, like, you just got to change your perspective. Like, am I a small so fish or am I growing out of the pond that I've been in? You know, shit like so that. So true. Wow. That was awesome. I should write a book. <laughs> you should. <laughs> nah. Why not? Nah, you know what, though? I, I've been thinking. I've been dabbling in it. I just don't know what I would say. I don't know. It's crazy because I have episodes full of things that I um, could say. Yeah, you have a lot to say. <laughs> yeah, man, I got, I got to, I got to sit there and, and grow that idea. I actually did write one, but I was just getting my feelings out. So it's like one of those. It's actually called mental warfare. So I don't know. Oh. I, I've been saying that it might not see the light of day, but with every conversation that I have, it comes up. So you know, I might. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. think the universe is kind of nudging yeah, you. Yeah, because it's like it's like you stubborn, <laughs> so I'm gonna keep coming up. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to work on it. You know, my team and I, we get it done. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Did, was that it? Did you have any more questions? Honestly, no. Wow. That's 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 dope. I I'm, I thought that uh, I thought this interview was going to go so differently. Like, I thought it was going to be like, why do you think everything is a fucking game? <laughs> <laughs> I was so prepared to be like, wait a minute. I didn't say that. You did. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this this definitely went a lot different than I thought. It was very enlightening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Tell me tell me a little bit more about you. Uh how do you can I ask? I am twenty three. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. You you're how a, old are you? I just turned twenty six, uh maybe two weeks ago. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah, thanks. It's we're not too far off, but you know, you're in a good position because you know, you at the age you're young enough to to try new things and and 
not gain any kind of monetary or fall flat on your face and still get up and keep going. Because I don't think you're ever too old, but, you know, the world puts that on you. Like, oh, when you're 30, you're supposed to be having it figured out and set in in your lane. And mm-hmm. shake all of that shit because I that was a lot of the depression i was putting on myself because it was like yo i'm supposed to have it figured out by 18 i'm supposed to have it figured out by 21 and it's just like on a larger scale outside of those people that are very close to you and related to you and telling you that when they were your age they had so many other accolades one homes are not as cheap as they were rent is not as cheap as it was (laughs) when you were my age and on the larger scale nobody expects you to have it together at these ages true it was just times were different when when my older relatives were my age they had to have it figured out because you know they were who their family was betting on and i still believe that that's very true in my life i know that i'm the one for my family but you know it just it comforts me to know that i'm the one and i'm in my lane and i'm just continuing to grow so you know i'm going to hit i'm going to hit you right. know we we still got a few more years left in us you know, as as things are and, you know, people being able to hold down different things um, in my family. So it's like, all right, I got a few more, maybe months, maybe years that y'all can hold things down. And then I got it. Like, I just got to put myself in the position and things like this, things like this episode and, you know, breaking the South African market. It, this is what's going to put me in a lane to where my my sister's. Their kids, or I should have said my kids, because I do want kids. My kids' kids will be good. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's just, you got to get get that out. You got to tune all of that out, no matter who and and what they saying. Just tune it out. You know what I'm saying? And it hurts, and it's hard to tune out people that are so close to you, but I promise you, it's something that has to be done. Because times were different when they were your age, so, you know, the vision is different. A lot of people had to sacrifice their dreams, but you're so blessed that you're in an age where you don't have to. I'm blessed to be in that age. I don't have to. You know what I'm saying? Right. I can make it. You know, maybe before, maybe years ago, they didn't know that that voice in their head, it's something that you shouldn't ignore. But now you do. So, you know, you got to get you it going. You are so right. What, what is it? Do you create? What What do you do? Um. So, I'm a photographer. Oh, that's dope. <laughs> also, um, I just want to do everything to be honest, I want to get into podcasting. Um, I just love documentary just in general. Right. So I'm trying to like pivot my photography business in that way. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. A lot of people going to tell you, yo, tune it, fi- fine tune it and get in one lane and then expand. And I mean, I was one of those people a few years ago, but yeah, I can't, I, can't, I don't know if I can sit here and, and 100% say that to you backing it because I want to be in everything. So just just make sure when you when you're setting up like your photo shoots, let's say, make sure you put yourself in positions to be able to go into different lanes. So, you know, what I mean by that is, you know, just up your clientele. So instead of solely just shooting the 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 regular the local rapper, you know, mm-hmm. start shooting real estate or shooting a uh, what do you call it? Barbers and 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 document right. their 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 days because you don't know who these people know. It may not be them specifically, but you don't know who they know. And 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 your work is good, so it's like, oh, let me keep her around. Let me be a return customer. Let me bring my friends. Like, 
you don't know what doors other people can open up for you. It's really who you know, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not about to say and tell you, nah, you can't get in everything. I absolutely think you should. I think you should do it quickly. I think you should do it efficiently. And, you know, because you, you just never know. Like, you need multiple streams of income anyway to survive. Nobody's, like, one income right now is not working, especially not where I'm at. So why would I sit here and say you have to find one lane? Nah, nah. I don't know if I could honestly 100% believe that. So I would say you you do it all, but, you know, just be very smart. You know, proper preparation. Proper preparation prevents poor uh, poor performance. Somebody, My cousin True. said that to me. That shit is so hard to say. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> man. He, yeah, he said that shit to me, and I was like, a light went off. I was like, holy shit. Like, if I just plan these things out, I can actually do them. Yeah, right. so that's the only thing I really could say to you. Proper preparation prevents poor performance. Just do it. But, you know, don't get so caught up in the planning, though, because I know I tell people to, to map things out. Don't get so caught up in mapping out that you forget to do the shit. People, right. be, people be so caught up. I got to get sure, get this right. I got to make sure that this is good and, and I have this much saved up. Just do the shit because you, right. you can figure it out along the way. You could figure it That's out. I, I moved to London with a lot less money than my family thought I should have had. And I would do it again. I would do yeah. it again. Fuck that. Do it again. You know what I'm saying? So just yeah. make sure, just make sure, you know, you you actually make sure that you believe in what you're doing. Make sure that you have a message to convey with what you're doing. And make sure that you're doing that shit to the best of your ability. Very good advice. Yeah. yeah, I'm 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 glad that we did this. I've had an amazing talk with you. Um yes. I actually I actually gotta sign out, but you have my contact. You make sure you stay in touch. You know, when I uh when I drop this, you know, I'll be sure to give you all the links and stuff, you know. When you come please to New do. York, make sure you hit me. When I come out there, I'm gonna hit you, you know what I'm saying? Yes, please yeah, do. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to set that up like ASAP. I do have so many people that I need to see in North Carolina, so yeah, it'll happen before it doesn't. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, we're going to stay in touch. I appreciate you reaching out and wanting to talk to me and allowing us to do this on air. Um, I no think it's problem. an important conversation and you deliver it. You know what I'm saying? You did amazing. So, you know, no. your whole Thank thought you. to get into podcasting, <laughs> I think you should run with it. Yeah. Yeah. I think you should run with it. A lot Thank of people you. don't expect that from me. People think cause I'm a podcast. I'm be like, no, nah, don't oversaturate. Do that shit. I'm so secure <laughs> in my lane with my listeners. Do that shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Do that. Holla at me, you know what I'm saying? I help you. Just do that though. Just do do whatever it is that your heart is telling you that it wants. Thank you. Yeah, no I really problem. appreciate that. No problem. And it's this good. conversation. Yeah, man. This is a good a good conversation. I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. Um, to my listeners, I appreciate y'all taking the time to listen to me and you know, y'all y'all are amazing. I got some things coming out for y'all too. Some some raffles, uh, Trying to see what, what city I'm in next, you know. So hit me with these locations. We're going to work it out. Uh, Brent, it's been amazing, all right? I'm going to holler at you. All right. This has been Thank Me Lady, y'all. I'm out of here. All right.